Welcome back to another exciting episode of Paranormal Stories and Spooky Shiz. I'm your host, Chappie, and in today's episode, we will be interviewing my friend and tattoo artist, Jimmy, who has had quite a few spiritual encounters himself, him and his family. All right, with that being said, let's jump right into the interview. All right, tonight I have a guest, uh, Jimmy Singleton. Uh, go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself. I got into the paranormal probably when I was, I don't know, six or seven, and it's just kind of stuck with me. Being able to see things has been kind of like a, a natural thing for me, and when you're six, seven years old, it's kind of scary, but at the same time, I was one of those kids that always had a fascination with graveyards, always had a fascination with old buildings, so... I mean, that's about it, man. Yeah. Um, I know you told me a really, a really spooky story. I actually told it to my coworkers today <laughs> um, about your camping trip. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, I, I, it's, it's so surreal, like everything that happened. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things where you go out, you're exhausted throughout the day riding dirt bikes and stuff with your friends, and you just come back to the tent. All you want to do is just relax. And, that was one of those nights where you come back to the tent and you can't relax. So with that story, um, so I was out camping on a facility that I ride at and uh, sitting there, I had everything set up, just got done eating my food. And I went to the signal out there was poor and it was, it was dark middle of two mountains, pretty much. I mean, I'm in a holler of middle of Lexington, Kentucky yeah and on top on top of one of the hills where i ride at there's a couple gravestones don't think anything of it like i said haunt stuff is just like it's spooky to me and i, I, get, a, I get a kick out of it um so i was sitting there and i had everything set up my air mattress is all blown up i had a generator going to get the fan going so i can get some relaxation time my charger everything hooked up and next thing i know i hear people like mumbling around me and i'm the only one out at this location and it's just like, I literally watched the last person leave. I watched him get in their camper, back the truck up to the camper, hook everything up and just leave. And it's probably like nine, 10 o'clock at night. And I'm sitting there and I start people mumbling around me. I'm like, all right, that's weird. So I looked out the window, nothing was there. And something told me to hit the lock switch on my, my truck remote. And when I did, so the way it's set up, you're in a field, you've got a little gravel driveway and you have a sign-in booth where they hold races and stuff with the riders go up and the sign-in paperwork and all that stuff. And when I hit the lock button, um, there was a person just standing there and like just talking about it makes it, it turns my stomach uh, to think that you're alone in this big open field and see just to someone just, just sitting there just looking at you and you're at that point the hairs in your neck stand up you're ready to just leave and i was i didn't pay my mind to it i turned the the truck lights went off and i was like all right whatever and watch my movie put my headphones in in the process of pulling my headphones up uh i heard it again but it was closer to the tent this time and when i clicked the i did the same thing click the lock button and it just nothing was there so i all right, whatever. Maybe the neighbors, cool, whatever. And I was 
again, I started hearing, I started hearing somebody walk across the gravel from where the, the, the shed was for the sign and everything. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, I started the hair of my neck was standing up. started getting real queasy and real nauseous. And that's one of my signs um, to just get out of there, man. You got to follow that gut instinct. You just got to yeah. follow it. You don't follow that instinct. You're going to get hurt or something bad's going to happen. Something's going to attach to you. And it's not fun. I had it happen before. So I, in the process of trying to comprehend what I saw, I, I packed everything up and it started tearing everything down. Loaded the bike up. I didn't care what time it was. It was quiet. So loaded the bike back to the truck, turned the generator off, fired the truck up. Full, I literally didn't even roll the tent up in the bag. I folded it together and just threw it in the truck. Yeah. And the process of leaving, it has just started getting it was dark. Like, I mean, I couldn't see five foot in front of me truck running. Yeah. Uh, so in the process of leaving, so there's big hay bales. And I decided I'm going to drive between the middle of those to get, so go on the gravel and go all the way down with the middle of the field. And there's four or five more people was staying in the middle of the field, just standing there. And at that point, you're like, all right, do I stop, see what they want, or do I just ignore them and just keep going? At that point, it was like a fire flight load um yeah so i was like i'm i'm gonna go home that's my cue to kind of go home and it's 11 o'clock 11 12 o'clock at night you have to drive down bluegrass parkway and yeah at 12, 12 o'clock at night in the deer capital of uh kentucky you know i mean yeah just that road is so boring it's so hard to stay awake but i was wired after i saw that and it was just not it was not just seeing it i know it's we were talking about it Mm -hmm. You had to be there to see it because it's one of those moments where it's like, I'm either going to die in this field tonight because someone's being stupid or I'm going to save myself and go and just never come back. Let alone, I never never came back, never camped there again. Yeah. So I know whenever I told my coworkers this story, that big reveal at the end really got them. They were like, that is so creepy. But they were asking, mm-hmm. was it apparitions or was it just really creepy people up to no good? Because either way, they said I it was creepy like, as all get out. Yeah, I, I feel like it was shadow people. Not going to lie. Yeah, I have seen a couple of those growing up. Um, it may have been full body apparitions. I, it's hard to say. Um, me and my wife have camped out there a couple of times in a camper and it was 4th of July weekend. And the fireworks were going off. I'm like, all right, cool. We see a couple of things in the sky. Well, they're just lanterns, whatever. And uh, we ended up watching a orb fly around the sky in like a weird crisscross pattern. Yeah. Like it was doing something, looking for something. And I was telling her, that's a UFO. I have a video of that on my phone. Yeah. Of that thing just spazzing out. And me and her, we'd ping on it. And our phone would pulse, like the video would pulse. Yeah. But you couldn't get a picture of it. And um, we both were like, we're going to go inside the camper and we're going to sleep. <laughs> this yeah. is one o'clock in the morning. I mean, right. You're getting close to three o'clock, which is witching hour. So at that point, it's like, I think all the fireworks kind of stirred everything up. Yeah. And I told her, I'm going to the camper. I'm not, I want nothing to do with it. I'm going to the camper. I'm going to get my gear bag. We went to bed right after that. Woke up next day and we rode a little bit. All right. That's pretty cool. 
I know my friend in Louisville um, told me about an orb that he and his girlfriend saw one night, and I included that in my UFO episode. So I thought that was really cool that that happened right there in Louisville. It's crazy. People don't people don't believe in it. I mean, I believe in other entities. I believe in unnatural occurrences. I believe in natural disasters. You know, they're not they're not man-made disasters they are natural disasters you can't control the outcome of them um i believe in an afterlife i don't believe a body just you you just die and you stay you stay in that coffee you're not walking around you're not looking around to see what what's going on um so i believe like when we die we're either going to be reincarnated b we're going to be a spirit to bug other people or c it's just nothing yeah you know there's no Oh, I hope you go to heaven. I hope you go to hell. You're going to, there's none of that. There's no, yeah. Like I hate growing up Baptist. It was like heaven and hell. You either have one or the other. You yeah. can't get tattooed. You can't do any of that. You can't have piercings. You can't destroy the human body because it's a temple. And I mean, we talked about this yesterday when I was doing your tattoo for you, you know, yeah. um, we both, both agreed that trying to force religion on something is not natural you know everyone has um a religious belief uh everyone believes in different things one of my co-workers believes in ghosts we talked about i was telling him today i was listening to your podcast and he goes that thing's creepy i was like it's an awesome podcast though <laughs> and i was like, this client from yesterday he goes what i was like yeah my my client from yesterday's podcast and i was like i definitely want to get involved on that because it's you don't see a lot of people who know spiritual energies who know spiritual entities and when you you said mimic yesterday that's when i was like yeah this guy knows what he's talking about a little bit for sure yeah yeah that one was not fun to have at my house <laughs> oh yeah no they're never the mimics are the probably some of the hardest ones to deal with uh like i told you about the dream catcher yesterday yeah i've had my i've had my fair share of those um i think my all-time favorite uh spooky story growing up would definitely have to be the time i was in saint augustine with the lighthouse probably one of the ones when you're you're at you're eight years old nine years old going to saint augustine you know um haunted capital of the world you know yeah it's one of the most haunted look and people are like oh it's so beautiful here i'm like you say it's beautiful but at night it is not beautiful it's spooky you know yeah. you're coming down a dark alley expecting to see anything and you see it right right in front of your face yeah that picture of the place you're seeing seeing full body apparitions i mean i've seen faces and photos i've seen skulls in a tree line before like lit up from a um a uh lamp post in the tree line i've seen those before and my mom has pictures somewhere in a box of our trip to san augustine yeah and i have the of me at the gate with Elizabeth from St. Augustine on my head. I told you about that yesterday. We had that picture somewhere in the box. And Elizabeth is that apparition that haunts that cemetery? It's that, that area. So Elizabeth was, um, I believe she was one of the daughters of mm-hmm. like some some townskeeper in that area. Sorry, my dog's whining in the back. You're good. Um, so I believe she was like the daughter of a townskeeper. It was back when like the yellow fever was around. Yeah. And 
so she kept going to the gate for her dad, and I believe she died. She just stays at the center gate as soon as you get to St. Augustine. I mean, you can see the gate as soon as you pull in. It is probably the most eerie feeling you will ever get when you go through that gate. Like, you can feel that energy just come off the bricks, off the gate itself. Yeah. And Elizabeth stays in that one location. Yeah. I know... I know St. Augustine is pretty haunted and mm-hmm. I even talked about it being one of the first places that kind of did a like before the pilgrims kind of Thanksgiving kind of mm-hmm. celebration with the uh, native tribes and everything and yeah. how they were like th- that's where they started forcing their religion onto that culture because the native tribes would just mimic people or like copy people doing the religious signs that during their mass or their service as a sign of peace and they took it as oh we must reach these people <laughs> and change mm-hmm. their culture <laughs> and that's where you also get the skinwalkers and stuff too you know they, yeah. they believe uh they believe if you see it don't acknowledge it you know you didn't no. see it because if you see it no you did it if you hear it no you did it <laughs> If you see it, no, you did it. If you hear it, no, you didn't. Yeah, right. Her her grandfather's her papal's Cherokee, so his his thing is if you see it, you didn't. If you hear it, you didn't. Right. You know, like you know, it's one of those things. If you, you see it, you know you saw it, but you didn't see it. Right. And like my mom doesn't talk about this kind of stuff a lot, but every now and then you'll get her talking a little bit about it because she's sensitive to stuff. But she's mm. super Christian, so she she fights it a little bit, um, on like where to place, what box to put it in, kind of thing. But even listening to like some backwoods, uh, witchcraft kind of stuff and old, mm. old sayings, old beliefs, superstitions, she'd be like, "I heard that one growing up. I heard that one growing up." And mm. we were even talking about like if there's a baby crying in the woods. No, there's not. Like don't go check that there's not a baby yeah if you hear women in the woods don't go acknowledge it because either a it's something trying to draw you in or b it's a panther gonna kill you yeah or a bob- <laughs> is it a bobcat or a panther how's the lady crying oh uh i think it's a bobcat yeah it might be a bobcat if you if you look at bobcat sounds man they is probably one of the most eeriest sounds you will ever hear sorry yeah i'm downstairs my wi-fi sucks um, but yeah, if you ever hear like a bobcat coming from the woods or you hear like a crying woman in the woods, don't go for it. Do not yeah. do it. Right. No, that's also like back to the St. Augustine thing. That's actually where, uh, Ponce de Leon as well went for the fountain of youth. Look for the fountain of youth as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of history there. And my middle name was actually named after one of the famous pirates that went to St. Augustine, which is probably the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Which is Sir Francis Drake. So my middle name is actually Drake. Yeah. So after him, and my mom told me, and she's like, yeah, you're named after a famous Spanish conquistador. And I was like, that's cool. And she's like, he was also a pirate too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, all right, well, there goes that. I'm a pirate mom, R. <laughs> you know, thinking of Jack Sparrow and all that stuff growing up. Yeah. So... I know you said that you kind of grew up with this. Um, if you've anybody that's listening that's heard my podcast knows that like I grew up like telling my family this stuff and they would be like, Hush, your imagination is crazy. Don't don't 
don't pay attention to that. You know, at the same time, my mom's seeing kind of the same stuff. You know, mm-hmm. she just didn't want to, she didn't know how to deal with it. So she was like, okay, hush, go, go somewhere with that. <laughs> and yeah. so I got a little bit older and then she was like, yeah, I see that stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Mine was, uh, my mom started seeing stuff and then she realized that I was able to see stuff as well. So she kind of acknowledged it a little bit. Um, I just kind of let it be, you know, dirt on the rug. You know what I mean? It's one of those things when you're, you're growing up, you don't know what to expect going into a new house. Don't want to expect going into new property. Um, you start seeing stuff, you kind of freak out a little bit. And now it's just like, I look at it. I'm like, why did I freak out about that? Maybe that person was trying to reach out to me for help. You know? Yeah. Like I saw, I saw things at a very young age. Um, yeah. I think my first. Yeah, my first time ever seeing something and remembering something, I'm going to say it's probably about six or seven. And I think that was the, uh, I want to say the Palm Bay house in Florida. I don't think I told you about that one. So the Palm Bay house, my mom had bought a house when we lived in Florida. My dad was on the road um, and he they weren't really married yet. They were dating. And so he was on the road with his IT company he worked for. And we moved into this house and it was pretty much like a house in the middle of a dome full of woods. Mm-hmm. So you, everywhere you turned was woods, literally yeah. everywhere you turned. All the way around the house was all woods. So I think my first encounter at that house would definitely have to be the candle falling off of uh, the countertop. While me and my mom were watching a movie, we were watching some Disney movie, um, and we we're sitting there, and we had, we literally watched this candle scoot across the top of the countertop and fall to the ground. And it wasn't a light candle; it's one of the big candles you buy from like Walmart that are like designs and stuff all over them. Yeah, we kind of ignored it a little bit. A couple of months go by, or probably a couple of weeks go by, and uh, we had a brick get thrown through the back window. Oh, the wow. house. Nothing was stolen. There's no bricks around the house as it is. Yeah. There was no sign of forced entry, but there was a brick laying under a pillow. Like someone threw a pillow over it. Oh, wow. Like we got a phone call from the security company saying, hey, your house has been broken into. We get home and the back window is shattered. My mom's bedroom was. And we we're like, why is this shattered? And we started cleaning it up. Police officer was sitting there and he's like, I hate this house. And I was like, why do you hate this house for? Not a big fan of it. So it's like, all right, something's definitely off for someone to not like a house. Um, I mean, it's your job description. You go in, you help somebody out in the house. You yeah. Know, a window breaks, you're going to be the one to get called. Yeah. So they leave and report. They leave. We looked around the whole house looking for bricks. There's not one brick around the whole house. The house we had had the, the plastic siding on it. Where the hell did a brick come from? Yeah. You know? And one of the pillows that was on the bed was on the ground. So we picked it up and there's a brick, a red brick laying on the ground with a pillow over top of it. Oh, wow. Like that makes no sense. You know, something's trying to get our attention now or someone broke in because we had an alarm and left. Yeah. But there was a pillow over a brick, you know? Yeah. And right after that, probably about a week goes by, we and mom had just got back from the grocery and uh, so I let my dog out and we both went out front and I look up 
and there is a figure standing there behind my mom's car every bit of like six foot two six foot three yeah just standing there looking at us and my dog was going nuts and dogs know before humans know yeah so the first thing you'd actually do when you're this young you bolt back inside and grab your parent you know yeah so in the front door the way the front door was set up so you come down you come up the driveway you hook a left onto the uh sidewalk to go in the front door was so old it was sticking in the frame mm-hmm. so you actually had to force it open yeah my mom said it sounded like a gun went off in the house when i came to that door house yeah that's how hard i hit that door and you my face was white she just tells me my face was white i was like i seen a ghost and i was like yeah. i saw something what it was yeah um, and another week after that every week was something new literally every week was something new i was mowing there we were mowing the yard and back then when yards are small you push mow them you know, yeah you get the kid up push mow the yard so we're sitting there and my mom's weed eating around the house and I'm push mowing the yard and I look up and see a blue helium balloon dolphin in the middle of the yard floating across the yard. Like it would like from it, the movie it, the red balloon yeah. where it floats. Yeah. Just that same aspect and everything. You see that you go back around the front, never go back there again. I always hated mowing back by the, by the the woods. I had never mowed back there. Hated yeah. it. You get back. I'd run back there with the mower and run back. Yeah, yeah. Get away from it. So we came back around. We I told my mom. She went back there and looked. You got to think. Helium balloon can float up in the air. This thing was like it was being held down pulled across the ground. Yeah. And I was like, all right. We looked and we looked and we looked and we looked. We didn't see it in the tree. We didn't see it in the, the wood line. We didn't see it in the air. Nothing. It was just gone. It was gone. Yeah. That's all it was. So at that point, it was like, all right, yeah, we gotta we gotta situate something. And then, like I said, every week is something different. The next week, my rabbit's cage gets broken into in the backyard, mm-hmm. and the cage is fine; it's not damaged. The rabbits are gone though; they're just gone. Wow, it's gone. Yeah. So that, like, yep, time to go. So in the process of packing everything up, the real estate lady had a police officer come with her and make sure everything was taken care of and. Back in the day, you had security deposits that were refunded, and the officer had to be there to make sure everything was kosher, yeah. make sure everything was okay. And the real estate lady was like, I can't believe you all lived here this long. And I didn't know what house you were living in. Apparently, some guy committed suicide in his garage with a shotgun. Oh, wow. Hence what I saw behind my mom's car was the guy with yeah. the, the all guy. And when we were cleaning up, there were buckshot holes in the uh, – not buckshot, birdshot, in the top of the ceiling of the garage. That was probably one of my scariest, definitely scariest uh, stories for sure was that one. Yeah. Growing up, you're just like, what was that? Like, how do I, how do I explain that? Yeah. I'm going to say another one uh, was when I met my wife. We had just started dating and we were watching Ghost Adventures. I told you about this one. We were watching Ghost Adventures. Yeah. And the end showed itself to her. But the funny thing is, is she saw the little boy first that was attached to my son's boots. My mm-hmm. son had a pair of cowboy boots that he attached himself to. Wherever those boots went, the kid went. So we brought the boots upstairs, and the cats were just going nuts. The dogs and the cats were just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth on the 
the the pretty much the, the floor that they're running back and forth that they're chasing yeah. something. So she saw the little boy first, and then she saw a mom's guardian angel, and that's when everything was like, all right, this is definitely something different. And she's like, I've I've always believed in ghosts. I've always believed in spiritual entities. It's so it kind of fits out both ways. I'm a big Halloween freak. She's a big Halloween freak. Yeah, we both love spiritual stuff. I know. Uh, like as far as the tall people, the shadow people being tall. Um, I know a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if you were affected whenever the power went out in our town. Uh, it was like a couple of weeks ago or something, but my part of Harding County was affected and I went out to where like my sister and my mom were in the living room and everything to like, mm-hmm. just check on them and be like, y'all got flashlights, all this kind of stuff. Granted, we never have the house wholly dark. Like it's always there's always some light somewhere on. But it was it was fairly recently though. But whenever I went out there to be like, hey, are y'all good? Right behind them, <laughs> like they're in the living room. It's like in the dining room behind them. There's like a seven foot tall shadow person standing there. And I'm going, mm-hmm. so guys, you know how I see stuff sometimes. There's like definitely mm-hmm. a seven foot tall person right there. <laughs> and they were like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, okay. You don't have to tell us about that kind of stuff. Because <laughs> like we're all sitting in the dark. <laughs> like none of us were scared about it. We were just like, Andrew's seeing things, you know. And I was like, I was like, yeah, there's definitely a seven foot per- tall person right there. <laughs> I think my the the funniest occurrence that's happened with like a shadow person was uh so I have a GoPro. I use my GoPro for when I ride my motorcycle, my dirt bike and when I play other like sports and stuff like that, I use my GoPro. Yeah. So me and her had just got together and I had put my GoPro on the charger for the following day as I had paintball practice with my friends. So I wanted to record for the day, you know? Yeah. A GoPro's just there. And in order to turn the GoPro on, you actually have to push a button in order for it to turn on. Yeah. It was just sitting there. It wasn't charging. If it's charging, it'll turn on by itself, but it was just sitting there. No no charge, nothing. In here, boot it it started recording. Yeah. And I'm, the GoPro just come on? She's like, yeah, the GoPro just turned on. And I was like, what the hell? And you can hear in the audio of me saying, did the GoPro just turn on? Yeah. And... We're sitting there watching Ghost Adventures. Like, this kind of creepy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no way of comprehending have, what is uh, happening. Matt and Jessica, yeah, from the Canadian paranormal group that I told you about. Uh, yeah. I They've interviewed on my other podcast, the Not Normal podcast, just as like a bio spec, kind of like into their lives and what they do. But they told me a similar thing happened to them when they were investigating a place like their camera that was facing them just mm-hmm. like turned on and like like you could hear the noise that it was recording and they were like, is, is mm-hmm. it recording us? And like it, they caught that like on video of it, like catching them say like, is that is that facing us and recording us now? Like because it was different. However, they set it up.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We were talking about kind of like being drawn by spirit and stuff like that into like locations Um, in your mind and what you've experienced and everything. uh, How would you categorize like spirits, both good and bad? And like, how do you deal with those? So as far as like categorizing, I always look for what their intention is, like if it's if it's positive or negative. I think if if it's positive, it's not going to do any harm. It's not going to cause any damage to items around your house. It's just curious. Um, it's not poltergeistist. It's not like I think that's the word or not. It's not like I'm here. I'm going to cause destruction and mayhem, and I'm going to make you your life a living hell, pretty much. It's yeah. just it's just curious on why why you're in its location, like why you're here. And a lot of times, with me being a sensitive, I can feel like a positive versus a negative i can feel like oh there's a person down here but it's not negative it's not going to hurt us this is curious on why we're in its location yeah um as far as negativity goes i'll get i'll get dog sick you know i'll get like sicker than a dog that eat chocolate yeah like i'll get nauseous i'll get dizzy my face will turn pale um i'll get the cold sweats and that's when i know something negative's around um I can feel the difference between an actual entity versus a, a mimic versus an actual like spiritual entity. So I know when negative is located and when positive is located and there's no like equal ground. So I'll, I'll look at negativity as a, a sign to leave, a sign to get out of location. It's your one warning you get. If not, if you don't get that warning, that's on you, you know? Yeah. I know uh, we had a bunch of activity like whenever we were in the house we grew up in, mm-hmm. um, but some uh, other activity that happened in my mom's house um, while I was staying with her is like as far as like waking up and seeing a shadow person like right in my face and like mm-hmm. I swung on it because I didn't know what it was <laughs> and I kind of laughed at it yeah. afterwards because I was like how am I going to punch a ghost or a shadow person? Like, how am I going to punch a ghost? Yeah. Yeah. So you can't punch a ghost. dude. There's no way of doing it. That's like a, a ghostbuster thing. You can't punch a ghost. What are you doing? You got to shoot a laser beam. You can't do right. that. No. Right. <laughs> so that was kind of a comical a one. I know more recently around the time I did the UFO episodes and stuff, I had already done an episode on our Hill street house that we grew up in. Mm-hmm. And then Let me tell you about that. I felt like because we opened that door and kind of talked about it in more detail, um, I felt like something was attracted to that because yeah. we both started experiencing things whenever we talked about that. Um, but I woke up one night and it was like a buzzing, but there was like this shadow person. See this? Uh, I've got this slide behind me. Yeah. Whatever. There was a shadow person reaching around it 
and everything. Like grabbing and, it. Yeah, and it was almost like their fingers were like a cat's tail, just in the way they were Ooh. very fluid. And I was like, mm-hmm. and I just said it out loud, I was like, stop. And like, I don't know, it was just like a, my whole body was shaking, but I wasn't physically scared. Like I wasn't yeah. feeling fear. Hey, a lot of times they'll feed off of that fear. You know, they'll feed off of if you're scared of it to just simply say, Hey, you don't belong here. Leave me alone. You know, if you kind of acknowledge it a little bit, it'll keep feeding into it. If it's negative, it'll keep feeding into it. It'll keep feeding. Hey, he acknowledged me. I'm going to see what else I can get out of him. Yeah. Um, like I told you yesterday, the comatose state that I go into and meditate. Yeah. Um, that's one of those things. If you see it, and you feed into it, it'll attach itself. It'll be like, hey, I'm here. What do you want to do about it? What are you gonna do about yeah. it? What are you gonna do about it? I'm gonna I'm gonna open your door for you and close it real hard behind you. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn TV on while you're trying to take a nap, or I'm gonna turn TV off while you're playing a game. Or I'm gonna go in the kitchen and destroy all your pots and pans, throw them all, all over the floor. We had yeah. that happen at our apartment. Oh, I found out about the the dream catcher. We had that happen in our apartment. Me and her were sitting there watching TV in the living room. And I went in the kitchen for something. And literally, the doors opened up and everything flung out in the middle of the kitchen. Oh, that's terrifying. And I'm just like, uh. And she's like, you good? And I was like, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm not good. <laughs> not good at all. <laughs> what was that crash? And I was like, that was the uh, utensils coming out of the kitchen. That was the utensils coming out of the uh lovely cabinets we have yeah so at that point it was like that's when everything started happening with the the dream catcher and the mimic and the cigar smoke we have that dream catcher in a box somewhere at this house sealed completely tight like with wax and everything with this protection seal and everything on it like it hasn't been broken yeah it's out in the sheds like it's been we leave it alone we don't mess with it Right, I wouldn't either. Um, I, don't know if, I don't know if people know about the whole dream catchers. If you don't bring it into, if you bring it into a house from another house, from like a grandparent or a sibling, please, for the love of God, make sure you clean it, cleanse it, cleanse it completely, like sage it, smudge it, everything. Do not bring that dream catcher into your house because all that negativity in that dream catcher is going to run buck wild through your house. A lot of people don't realize that. And if and, people didn't catch on to that, that's not clean it, like make sure it's clean, like that's cleanse it, like, like a spiritual it with, cleaning. <laughs> yeah, don't wash with Dawn dish soap or whatever you use. Cleanse it. It needs to be cleansed. Yeah. If not, you will see the worst dreams. You will have nightmares upon nightmares upon nightmares. You won't have your positive energy dreams. You will just you'll be terrorized by whatever negativity is in that dream catcher. And you can't do anything about it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people freak out i'm gonna throw it in the trash pop back up in the house you know yeah that's like a weed burn it pop back up in the house throw yeah. the trash pop back up in the house. you can't get rid of it so please i'm i know it's my first podcast with you but please if you're listening cleanse clean do whatever you have to do to the dream catcher before you bring it in the house it is not fun to deal with. It's scary. It'll destroy your life and literally eat you alive. Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, whenever we had our mimic, um, first it started with like me hearing my mom 
whenever my mom wouldn't be there or my mom would be asleep or in a completely different room. And before you guys go to the psychosis thing, I've been checked. <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> So, because I, I've always been clear audience, so I literally went to my therapist and was like, hey, look, if I'm schizophrenic, tell me, and I will take the medication, mm -hmm. and I'll be great. You know, and she was like, no, you're, you are not. <laughs> and a so, lot of times people who are schizophrenic are actually being smart about it, and they truly do see stuff. Like, they're trying to, hey, let you know, like, hey, this is what's going on. And when you take the medication for it, it just makes it worse. Just yeah. Things you see schizophrenic just makes it worse that's all it does you know i've read I, articles where shamans are like i feel like i'm talking to a colleague whenever they're talking to a schizophrenic because mm -hmm. they can see like into other person, dimensions and stuff that person's smart man that person's extremely smart like the 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 comatose state dude you don't know what's going on you know you don't know when you're in that state what's going on around you you know you meditate you get to that point everything's just it's like you can hear a, a raindrop when you're sitting in the, the bathroom. Yeah. You can hear a raindrop walls. You know, you go into that out-of-body experience. You go into that, that, I'm in a deep, deep meditation. I'm in a black room. Yeah. You know? That comatose meditation, kind of like something about 13 doors, if you want to tell me about okay, that. Okay, so, oh yeah, I'll definitely talk about it again for sure. So the comatose state is when you go into a deeper meditation and you want to get a better spiritual connection. Uh, my aunt told me about it. Um, so wicked blood runs through my veins. Mm -hmm. Wicked blood runs through my family's veins. Um, we've dated stuff back all the way to the Sin and Wish trials. You know, it runs through our veins. Yeah. So I, I learned how to go into the comatose state at a very young age. Um, so I have what they call my, my aunt calls it 13 doors. My 13th door is the no, no door. That's the door that I used to work in a haunted house and the, the creature that I was consumed my body. It was kind of like how Heath Ledger was the Joker. Yeah. Batman, how it consumed his every. So it was, it was like that. Um, so it was the point where I got to lock this thing up. So my, my, and introduced me to 13 doors it increases your sense your smell your taste your touch your hearing your sight i can tell i only have two or three doors that i can actually open myself in the comatose state i have to go into a deeper deeper meditation state to even touch the other ones yeah the 13th i can't touch at all because it's the final door i'm not gonna mess with that door i hate i don't like that person that i was so you lock that up um and not a lot of people comprehend the 13. It's I've always looked at 13 as an unlucky number, mm -hmm. but I've loved the number 13 since I was a very young age. So we, we call it the 13 doors, but in actuality, there's like nine or 10. Um, so I just, I look at the 13th door as the negative of my life. Um, alter egos go in there. Uh, angry bodily possessions go in there. Like if you're, you're angry, go into a comatose state, relax, meditate. And all it is, literally, you sit into a dark room, everything's quiet, the person you're with leaves you alone, salt, five candles, meditate. You sit there for hours, palms up, crisscross applesauce, palms up, and just close your eyes and just relax. Yeah. And you'll you'll feel it. You'll feel when you get to that deep meditation state. It's one of those, like, you wake up from it, you're like, oh, my God. 
what was that? That just yeah. do what has happened? Why am I exhausted? You know, right? I know it's telling you, uh, because that's really cool how y'all trapped that behind that thirteenth door. Mm-hmm. I know my sister has a kind of like a familiar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to call it other than that, but it's it's like a crow or something, but it's like a spirit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And well, a lot of times people look at crows and ravens as a bad sign, but in actuality they're not. They're just someone looking out for you. Uh, now, if you hear, I believe if you see an owl and you hear an owl hoot, that means some someone close to you is going to die. I know when I've dreamed of owls, somebody close to me would die. Mm-hmm. Or if you see a black dog in the middle of the street, continuously for like three days straight, someone close to you is going to die. It's pretty much a hellhound. It's all this is a hellhound. You know, that's that goes down to the aspect of Wiccan culture, bloodline culture, paganism. You see these entities, and when people see a crow, they think, "Oh my God, death." Yeah, the play. See that, and actually, all it is is someone close to you that a loved one is trying to get your attention. Like, hey, this is what's going on. Yeah, make sure you pay this. Make sure you get there safe. Like, I believe in Odin. I believe in Thor. I believe in all of them. And mm-hmm. the crows and the ravens were his way of communicating. Yeah, you know, that was a way of making sure everything's okay. Me, I had, I had a crow follow me continuously for years yeah and i finally asked i was like what is it and it was spirit watching over sure i was safe protecting me pretty much yeah yeah because she calls it her crow but there have been like people that have done like reiki and stuff with her that have like bound it up thinking it was a bad thing and she's had to like unbind it the more she grows in her practice and stuff like that and be like no this is my helper not a hindrance kind of thing yeah like I said, people look at the crows as kind of like a, a sign of evil, um, when in actuality they're not. You know, that's like I showed you my Japanese stuff yesterday. You know, yeah. I studied Japanese for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. You know, being a tattoo artist and wanting to pick up on Japanese culture, I studied. I had to study. You know, I had to actually sit there and study and understand. Yakuza. I had to study that Japan tattoos are shunned upon. If you have tattoos, you consider gang affiliation or part of Yakuza or a forbidden warrior. You know, there's different aspects. Yeah. Like I have a mask on my arm, which is a demon that wards off evil spirits. And people look at him and like, oh my God, that's so evil. I'm like, it's actually evil versus evil. So therefore, it's not bad. It's going to protect yeah. you for the, at the very end. There was a definite difference when you showed me the one on top of your arm versus the one inside your arm. Like yeah. that one inside your arm, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. That's that's creepy. That's kind of scary looking. Yeah. yeah. So the story behind that one was I had a quote on my arm, Romans 12, 21. Don't let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. I was in a very dark spot in my life, um, drinking continuously, just got out of high school i was always drinking you know partying with friends and uh at that point it was like i gotta change something so i yeah. got the romans 12 21 on my arm thinking it would help yeah made things work made things work i hated looking at it because it was just it was a jumbled mess um you think tattoos are the coolest thing ever when you're 19 years old 
you know? Yeah. I'm the one who takes my buddy's house. He's going to do the tattoo for me. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get this done. My buddy's going to do this. Yeah. And the moment your friend says, oh, I have a tattoo gun. And that's shunned upon. And any tattoo, if you ever go to a tattoo shop and say, I want a tattoo, but I want to see your guns beforehand. No, don't do that. Do not do that. Because <laughs> that's one of our... That's one of our big things. She's in the laughing at me about it uh, because she'll say it randomly just to see my reaction to it. Yeah. And that's a dollar in the square jar. Um, <laughs> so like I said, if you ever go to a tattoo shop and you have tattoos, don't call it a freaking gun. It's a tattoo machine. It doesn't shoot people. Yeah. Uh, so when you put your kid growing up with tattoos, you, you want to get tattoos all the time. I have money for it. So I get a tattoo done. So I always looked at uh my grandmother was very biblical she wanted to go to church every sunday anytime we were up there she wanted to go to church she wanted to force religion onto me so i was like you know what screw it whatever i'll go to church fine then i enjoy it yeah i mean you're out of the house on a sunday you know yeah it's cold as hell in the middle of tennessee it's cold yeah you know it's you're going to church in the winter time it's you're wearing this big poofy jacket to go to church yeah so i i kind of kind of become uh biblical and i wanted to get something on my arm that kind of represented power mm-hmm. so i got 12 21 and that kind of stood out to me so i was bullied and i was bullied hardcore all throughout like middle school and elementary school um it was always who can I pick on today oh there's jimmy let's pick on him yeah you know it was never i was always that kid who had headphones on trolling at lunch not really eating you know, yeah. after your lunch, you go back to class and you're falling asleep in class. Like, you don't want to do that. Yeah. You're going to be a good your parents. So I'd always draw at lunch. I'd have headphones on. My friends call me the young Slim Shady. Like, I had my hood up, my headphones on, drawing. Yeah. And it was like, oh, whatever. You kind of let everyone be their own thing. And at the time when I got the Romans, it was right after I started playing sports in high school is when I really got it. And I was so small going into football that I wanted to be this big giant monster playing yeah. football field. One of the hardest hitters on this football team. So I got that to kind of encourage myself that yeah. you may be small, but at the same time, you can pack a punch. But at the same time, it didn't make sense. Why did I get this tattoo on my bicep? Why did I get this? What is this for? And then I remembered I got this because I was bullied. Yeah. It's always the silent ones you have. The ones that get bullied the most, the silent ones, and the silent ones, the ones that usually snap. Yeah. And even just saying hi to somebody, how is your day, will change someone's life completely. It'll change their day, their, their outlook completely. Um, like I make sure if someone comes into the tattoo shop, I'm like, how's it going? How's your day? I always make sure of that. Yeah. yeah. Especially being by a base. You never know what that soldier's going through. Right. You know, only two a day. You know, you never know what that person's going through. So just a high hello makes things so much better. That's kind of off topic, but um But I think it feeds into the topic too, because the whole there's a whole like I know mental health is mental health, but there's also spiritual attachments that love mental health to feed off of that as well. Like in addition to Yep, the negative stuff does that. If you are depressed and you have anxiety and depression, don't bundle it up. Talk about it with somebody, you know. Say, oh, I have depression. Don't don't just sit there in your room and shut everybody out. You know, it's not going to get any better if you do that. Yeah. You know, you're going to 
something's going to attach to you because you have all this negative energy. And I have seen it happen. I have lost friends to it. I have seen people go from being this happy, joy, joy person. I love life. I'm happy and excited to being downright miserable, miserable and offing themselves a week later. Yeah. You know, if you're depressed, if you have anxiety, please, for the love of God, communicate with somebody. I know whenever I started doing that in my own journey, it was whenever I had a stranger that I'm telling my issues to look Mm -hmm. at me and go, you have to talk nicer about yourself before I was like, my my mind doesn't think that way. And she's like, you have to make it a habit. (laughs) No, the way what my wife says, she says, put it into existence. If you say you're going to have a bad day, you're going to have a bad day. If you say you're going to have a great day, you're going to have a fantastic day. You know, you got you to gotta put it into existence. Like tomorrow, my day is going to be perfect, you know. I'm going to have a, a fantastic day, even if you have a bad day. You know, always put that into existence. Like, yeah, I may be depressed. I may have anxiety. But no, excuse me, no one can see it. No one's going to be able to tell I have it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's called, a, they call it a fake face. So if you talk about it to somebody, you know, don't just yeah. block it off because right. something something bad will happen and you will get something attached to you. And it's not fun to kind of get rid of said attachment. It's very, it's very hard process to do that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That comes back to the, the negative entities and the positive entities, you know, that definitely comes down to if you're happy and you love life and you live it to the fullest, um you always look at that aspect i know it's the funniest thing ever but yolo you know you only live once you live life to the fullest every day you go to sleep wake up live that day go to sleep wake next day don't plan stuff ahead i'm not a planner i like to do stuff spur of the moment yeah you know like i want to go on a sunday to i don't know obviously kangaroos yeah let's go let's go out that day you know let's just pack up and just go yeah, I don't want to be. All right, so Sunday we have to leave the house at ten o'clock. We got to be there at eleven, so we can get everything taken care of. We got to be done with that by two, so we can go to lunch. By after two, we go to the mall. At the mall, we do what we got to do. We go back, we get dinner, come home. Right. No, <laughs> you can't just be. You can't just be a planner. You know what I mean? You have to. You have to live it. You can't just, just yeah. do it. You have to live it. I think that's great advice. Um, I've actually heard, have you heard the theory and I don't know if it's a theory or a proven thing, but they say you can, uh, get negative energies away from your space by laughing at them. No, that would piss them off. Yeah. That will, that, that will make them angry. I've, I've heard that before. I have heard that. Cause um, they say it raises the vibration. Yeah. It's all it does is it encourages them to do even more because it's, funny to you as you as i'm curling my finger just funny to you you know right right in uh, quotes <laughs> yeah in quotes it's funny to them so they're gonna be like all right i'm gonna do even more that's where the gestures come into play that's where the people that's where the mimics come into play and they turn into what they call a jokester or a prankster like a loki pretty much yeah i've they had be, those <laughs> they, they're not fun because it goes from a mimic that mimics what sh- someone that's around you and then it goes into a, a prankster. And that prankster will make your life a living hell. It'll move stuff. It'll mess with you. It will unplug 
stuff in the middle of the day. Um, that goes back to the same thing with the TV. You know, you're sitting there watching TV. Relax. You're home from a long day of work. Click. TV goes off. Where's your remote? Remote's gone. Can't find the remote. Yeah. Where's the back of the remote? Remote's gone also. Can't find the remote. You know? So if you laugh, if I... If you laugh at a spirit and you don't know if it's good or bad, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Don't... If you see... If you feel... Like in your first podcast, if you feel the hairs on the back of your neck standing up, yeah, leave it alone. Because that's your body telling you that's your fight or flight method coming in. Leave it alone. Yeah, don't mess with. It. Don't acknowledge it. If it wants attention, it will let you know. I know with same- with that mimic. Uh, I don't know if it's the mimic or something else, but. I was laying there one morning and something growled at me. So I tried to growl back at it and it came out very weak and like a pitiful excuse for a growl, by the way, my return one and stuff escalated. (laughs) And a lot of times people think that, oh, I'll just cleanse the house or I'll, I'll sage the house. That does nothing. You may think it does something. It doesn't do anything for it. We have to physically remove that entity out of the house. You can smudge, you can you can sage all you want to. All it's going to do is piss it off. That's all it's going to do. You find the item it's attached to, remove said item, cleanse the house, and put protection, salt, brick dust all over your house. You won't have anything coming to your house anymore. You know, In Louisiana, every shop you go to in Louisiana, no matter where it's at, especially in New Orleans, you will see red brick dust in doorways. Yeah, meaning energy can come can't come into that location, right? You know, and a lot of people know that. That's like salt on uh, door frames or window seals, and uh, so if I'm doing a cleanse on, we we cleanse the house since we got here. We cleansed it completely. Um, I'll do. My aunt sent me a big prayer. You have to say you have to say a bunch of other stuff. And you run smudge. I run smudge rooms, so I did protection rooms. Smudged yeah. them with. It's gonna sound weird. I did it with olive oil, yeah. Because I did pure olive oil. It's pretty much like it's the purest form of an olive branch, pretty much. Yeah. I smudged all the doorways, and ever since then, nothing new has been in the house. You know, we've had a couple hiccups, but nothing new has been in the house. Yeah, it's always positive. Yeah, I think uh, the night that I was telling you about where the dogs were going crazy while I was doing an episode about selling your soul, and Uh I did a whole hour and 45 minutes of, you know, an episode on selling your soul from way back when in the olden days to priests and musicians and all these people selling their soul. But when I went back and listened to the audio, there was like, like this static or like this wine like metallic like wine thing over distorting my voice kind of thing and it made the whole episode unusable like i couldn't edit that out that's one of those things like that's one of those like don't talk about it moments um like if you could see my wife she has an altar put up and everything like she's into goddesses gods and like all right you can do your thing you know I'll, i'll stick to my tarot card readings I want to kind of get into it. I read the books, um, but she's like hardcore. Yeah. Remember today, she's like, 
my little witch pretty much you know she's yeah. she's very spiritual with it she puts things into existence she's seven chakras um so it's like definitely she kind of uh balances everything out yeah uh like you have we have that one person yeah we may have the voices going in our head that just like it's from our depression you have that one person that puts their hands on the shoulders everything goes quiet everything stops yeah, yeah. that's my person that's right. my wife you know? i suffer from i suffer i'll admit i suffer from depression and i suffer from anxiety i'll admit it that's the first that's the first step into admitting it um and like i haven't like i said i haven't had anything negative happen yeah as far as spiritual wise in since that dream catcher that was my last major like thing was the dream catcher yeah you'll hear uh on some episodes at the very end i'll be like hey guys i'm taking a break or whatever from the podcast and that'll usually be whenever stuff starts amping up and i'm like okay i need to take a break i need to take a break because <laughs> mm-hmm. it yeah, comes definitely. in waves definitely yeah that, that's like every i think every spiritual entity will come in waves whether it's one day later, two days later, a week later, a month later, it's going to come in waves. And also another big thing people need to look out for is uh, three knocks. If a clock stops on three o'clock continuously back to back at 3 a.m., if the clock stops on 333, it's not an angel sign. It's the mock of the Holy Trinity, which means there's a demon present. You know, a lot of people don't realize that that the three if you hear three knocks going on or three dings back to back yeah. at a certain time, it's the mock of the Holy Trinity, pretty much demon saying, Ha ha, I'm here, God's not. Yeah. And most people don't realize that, oh, it's just three knocks, is someone checking in on us? No. I we've we've when we had our mimic with the dream catcher. We heard the three knocks and something like my body was, I felt sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, like just talking about it makes me sick to my stomach. You know? it, it hurts my brain. Yeah. You know, just talking about it, it's like, it makes you uncomfortable and it causes your skin to crawl. Yeah. Because I've got a good. lot of people don't, what, a lot of people don't know what a mimic is. A lot of people don't know what it just a joker is or a prankster or what to look out for, for demon entities or, spiritual entities that are negative yeah yeah i've got a guy that i talked to he's over in the uk been trying to get him on a podcast to like kind of talk about some stuff but he happened to be doing a cleansing at somebody's uh residence and stuff and burning some stuff and unsolicited he sent me a picture of the demon in the fire you tell me about that yeah it freaked me the crap out i was like Hey, you I love me- your stories, but don't send me a visual. I do not need a visual. <laughs> yeah, you guys send me a picture of that. All right, welcome back. All right, so I was going to ask you, you know, like how you got into uh, your interest in like the paranormal and everything. So when I was probably they said six or seven i i kind of hit it a little bit earlier on in the episode um but i really got into it when i started watching like ghost hunters and stuff like that i always found a fascination with uh spooky buildings you know graveyard spooky buildings so it was always like i wasn't your average kid you know i wasn't the average like 
well, I want to sit inside and play PS2 or PlayStation all day. I want to go explore. I want to go find new, new things to look into. So I think, I think Ghost Hunters and I say like kind of got me into it. Uh, and being able to see things that no one else could see at a very young age was one of those like eye openers. You know, it was. All right, I can see I can see your grandma can you hear like I can I can brag about it a little bit. Um I think what really, really, really got me into it was the Palm Bay house. That's what really got me into like the spiritual stuff. Seeing that at a very young age is just downright horrifying. Uh it, it turns your your organs from being as they are now and it rotates and it flips and it gives you that like oh like, yeah i'm gonna be sick you know it's one of those like all right this is something i'm i'm curious about i want to learn more about and i don't care who, who thinks i'm wrong about learning it yeah i know for me um and i just want to ask if you have kind of a similar uh kind of test within your body of like uh, whenever you sense these uh, beings or whatever, what's your uh, limit? It's like, like I I go near a certain place in like a room or something, and I'll start feeling like a little bit nauseous and like my breath catches, kind of like anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it's that anxiety that I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna go over. Like, there's something in that corner. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> there's something there, kind of thing. Oh yeah, I'm the complete opposite. I'll go towards it, you know. I'll confront it. I don't care if I know something's here. I know it's bad to say that. I don't. I don't think people should do this. But I'm the one, like, I'm the one in the group that wants to go forward. But I won't go in the dark room by myself. Won't do it. If it's pitch black, nope, won't do it. I'm not scared of the dark. I'm scared of what's in the dark. No, I've told people that on like the true three truths and a lie, or like two truths and a lie. Whenever you're at work. I've done it mm-hmm. several times where like I go, um, I'm afraid of what's in the dark with me. And they'll be like, that's the one that's a lie. And I'm like, no, that's the truth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like people don't realize that you're not just scared of the dark. You're scared of what's in the dark. That's yeah. what's scary. It ain't what is not the dark. It's what's inside the dark because you can't see what's going on. You go into a dark room. Everything's pitch black. Your eyes have to adjust. Boom, you're dead. You know, like, yeah, your eyes are adjusting while someone's stabbing you in a rib cage or something, you know, like you can't, right. You can't control it. Like you have a headlamp and your headlamp dies. Poof. There you go. Oh, stab in the ribs. Dead. Yeah. Like if you, if you're in a, in the house and you go into a room and it's pitch black, do not go in that room. That is full of negative energy. That is completely full of negative energy. Even if your headlight, you can see something in front of you a little bit. Yeah. For the love of God, do not go in that room. Like, that is a no-fly zone. Okay. This is going to sound really challenged. I sleep with a nightlight. This is how scared of the dark I am. Yeah. I sleep with one of those. You can laugh about it, too. I laugh all the time. She laughs about it also. It's one of those little glowing ball things that, like, send different shapes and stuff. It, it turns. Yeah. It's got different stuff. I have one of those in our room. Just no, to sleep. Look. Look. I have these lights on 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're in, I'm sitting here, and it's dark, and you see, like, a white light coming in, that's my nightlight. Yeah. <laughs> that room is probably as black as a shirt. 
literally. I, I, I kid you not. It is about as black as this shirt. It yeah. is the funniest thing ever. I used to have a ring around my bed, our bed, for LED lights. I put them in a put them in myself, and we just don't use them anymore because the bed's reversed, and the box is on the opposite side of the bed. Yeah, terrified of the dark. I will not do it. Won't do it. Don't want to do it. Yeah, it's not the dark itself. It's what's inside of. It. Because, right. like I said, if you go if you go into a dark location and your hair stands upon the back of your neck, and you start getting that weird fuzzy feeling, leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Just leave. Don't even worry about. Don't even worry about. Keep going. Just, just turn around, and go home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. One time I saw an entity next to my little nephew, mm-hmm. and it was like late at night in the pitch dark. And like I said, we rarely have it pitch dark in our house. But he was there, and I opened the bathroom, and he's standing there. And I see something run away from beside of him when I enter the hallway. And I was like, and I scooped him up and I was like, um, wake up. I like woke everybody in the house up and I was like, call the Christians. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Call the priest. Call somebody. I don't care who it is. Call somebody. Like I woke my parents up and they were like, Andrew, like, uh, we don't know how to say this, but uh, because I was pretty upset that I saw it. But uh, they were like, "Have you broken with reality?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't think so," but I definitely saw it. wasn't It, it wasn't Jesus, mom. I promise. It's not who it was. Yeah, you should have heard me. Went. Like I was just like commanding that stuff to like, like I'm aware of you now. Like you mess with my nephew. That's real. With- like yeah. oh man, I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, it's those like, like I said, it's one of those. Like it goes back to earlier on in the episode where you acknowledge it, it's gonna make it even more have more fun with you. Like I said, if you laugh at it, it's just gonna encourage it. If you yeah. yell at it, it's just gonna encourage. It. Right, right. Um, like me and my wife have done that before. We've had entities. Uh, we explain something to it, and it leaves for a little bit, and then it comes back. Yeah. And it's like, you cannot stay here. You are not welcome here at all whatsoever. You don't belong here. Yeah. It'll leave and then come back. Because I acknowledge that it's existence. Now it's like, we have all, she has all of her stuff set up. Burn the sage, burn the incense, burn our candles. Nothing bothers us. Nothing bothers us anymore. If it's got, thank you. Appreciate it. Say you're welcome. Um, (laughs) she's 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 the cleanser of the house no she just she reads the books she knows what she understands what needs to be done she understands the assignment pretty much yeah the song the song goes on tiktok i understand the assignment you know yeah like she understands what needs to be done in order for said object to go away we found out uh like some of my like my nephew specifically uh can see like things like we could because he was always ever since he was little he was complaining about the eyes that watch him at night and the shadows that protect him versus the shadows that try and get him at night and stuff like that and so we're trying to like sort through that with him and everything without scaring him but i'm always a like mostly clear audience and a dreamer kind of thing 
and I dreamed of this uh this boy in their in his closet um in his room and I like told my sister about it about how like we were trying to catch him this boy because he was the one tormenting my nephew and she did some like because she's into like the spiritual practice and stuff like that long story mm-hmm. short like when she had a breakdown uh not too long ago maybe like you know three years or so ago at this location she said she brought something forth that kind of resonated as that boy mm-hmm. and everything and like she like you know told it off and like told it what it what his boundaries were and everything but she still said it had a job to do and like left it in the house but it wasn't yeah. allowed to be near her son don't do that no if something negative is trying to attach itself to something or someone toss it don't even try and encourage it uh, my wife's friend one of her best friends has a doll i told you about that yesterday right mm-hmm. the doll that they found in the house and she sent me a picture of it and she's smiling right now laughing about it because she knows this is probably the creepiest thing you're ever gonna hear it smelled like it was like sulfur you know you could oh, smell no. sulfury smell on it and okay so when you smell sulfur with anybody who smells sulfur it's like it's rotten eggs smell almost yeah i'm pretty sure everyone who's listening to this has smelled sulfur in some way fashion report if you smell sulfur in a location like an old building or an old warehouse or a graveyard there is something evil present yeah there's something present there like hey i'm here you don't leave i'm gonna make your life a living hell i'm gonna make where you're right now just completely terrifying that's their sign of like go away leave me alone don't even come back so the doll she says it smells like haunted pretty much it smells like sulfur and they won't get rid of it out of the house they won't get rid of it that's crazy to me <laughs> like isn't it sitting in the living room she keeps it in the closet in a garbage bag she keeps it in the closet in a garbage bag oh my gosh <laughs> It's like an Annabelle moment, you know? It's like yeah. the Annabelle. You don't yeah. do that. I've seen it. I've seen the doll in pictures. It is probably one of these scariest looking dolls. I am petrified of dolls. I don't like them. And said, if that motherfucker moves, I'm out. Yeah. We'll never come back to your house again. She messaged yeah. me saying, this is creepy. It's just st- sitting here staring at me on the couch. Yeah, I usually don't get goosebumps, but that gave me goosebumps. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, it's it's one of those things, man. If you, if you, if you move into a house and you find something in your basement, attic, something there, leave it alone. Don't fuck with it. Don't touch it. It's there for a reason. It's there for a purpose. If it's like a doll or like a music box or something, burn it. Yeah. Don't do anything. If you see like an object that looks like it has a spiritual like protection with like a cross or something in a house, leave it alone. Don't touch it. It's there for a reason. Don't touch it. Especially those boxes that are like sealed with wax and stuff, and you find in like a a cubby or something. I see TikToks all the time like that, and I'm like, don't touch it, don't touch it, put it back. Don't open it, ignore it, leave it alone, put it back. It's there for a reason. Like (laughs) the Dreamcatcher, ours is still in a box in the very back of the property. Yeah, no touchy, 
do not touch it. If you see a box, like you said, if you see a box in a cubby, a closet, a spare room, a attic or a basement under your house, wherever you have a crawl space, and it's sealed with wax and it has runes or symbols on it, leave it alone. Because the moment you open that box, it's like opening Pandora's box. And whatever's trapped inside of it will not be happy. Yeah, it's like the Ghostbusters box. The the uh, what's it called? The ghost trap. Yeah, it's pretty much like that. It's just like that. It's in there for a reason. Don't touch it. I've even seen there's a guy on YouTube I followed. I I watched and it was he was opening a spirit box and yeah, Goosebumps was talking about it. His plaque he got from YouTube fell off the wall and things started going haywire the moment he opened the box. Yeah. It was the craziest thing ever. So my question, I do have a question for you. What got you into doing like the podcast about spooky stuff? Like what drew your attention into, hey, I want to talk about spooky stuff. Because I've, I've listened to podcasts about like murderers. I've listened to podcasts about um, uh, there's one person I listened to on uh, iHeartRadio. And she does like uh, national forest mysteries and stuff like that. So what yeah. got you into like the whole aspect of, hey, I want to talk about spooky stuff? Well, what really got me started is, you know, trying to consolidate the stories that I had growing up and then trying to uh, be like, guys, these stories that we're all sharing are kind of common, like they're kind of similar why are we not talking about this and sharing this lore or this like what we've seen and experienced and stuff? Because I feel like it is still very taboo to believe in this stuff. And it's chalked up to superstition a lot of times. But like for me, having like lived it, I'm like, there's no denying that there's like a spiritual side of things. There's like a, there's entities, there's spirits, there's ghosts, there's all of these things and all kinds of different levels to it. So that's what I wanted to kind yeah. of explore with the podcast. That's pretty cool. That's definitely one of those things. My dad's a skeptic, you know, he doesn't believe in it. And if you're a skeptic, by all means, do your thing, but don't brush it under the rug or something that happens to your house. Don't brush it on the rug. Don't go after it. Don't be, don't be a Jimmy. Don't be like, I'm going forward to it. I want to make it angry to it. Can do. Don't do that. Yeah. Like, uh, hit me, hit, hit. don't do that because it's, it's going to hurt. I joined a Facebook group recently and was like, uh, hey, are there any local stories like in Shepherdsville that I can share on my podcast? And wouldn't you know it? One of the people shared a story about my friend's house. That's awesome. He's They like described where it was located, what it has in front of it. And all this kind of stuff. And then they started telling about the ghost stories that they had in that house that happened to them. And whenever I mentioned it to my friend, I said, hey, is this you? <laughs> is this is this your house that they're talking about? Yeah. He's like, yeah, my house came with some stories, but we haven't experienced anything since we've been here. So apparently the guy We're... died in the house. But yeah, a lot of. Sometimes when someone says oh, there's a backstory behind the house, there are times there usually is. The only way to know what it is is by going to your local library and getting documents because they're actually they're they're people accessible. 
you know, you can get your town's history documents very easily from the library. Yeah. I know. Oh my God, library. I want to read a book for, I got the internet. You're not going to see what the true nature of said location is until you actually open the file on it. You know, Yeah. you can pull up maps of Harding County, Bullock County, Breckenridge County, Meade County, and see what was where at that time. You know, yeah. you can go, if I wanted to, I can go look at a property line in Shepherdsville, you know, just by typing in location. Yeah. Where the property line, how's the property line sit? That's, that's how the internet is nowadays. Back then it was, it was paper. You go to the library, you go and you look at the history of some location. Like, you know, it's just, if you want to know a thing about the house you're living in, you want to know if anybody died there. If it's buried on an old grave site, it's buried somewhere close to a graveyard, just go to your local library. You know, you don't have to Google it all the time. Yeah. Say, hey, see, such and such documents from time frame A to time frame B. Yeah. You can kind of get a feel for where you're living. Um, like the moment we moved into this house, we didn't feel anything negative. A uh, couple hiccups here and there. I mean, I have lived at some creepy houses. I have lived at some downright terrifying houses, you know, uh, being a military brat, moving place to place. Going yeah. In spooky stuff, you know, yeah. you go through some spooky stuff in the process of moving. You find things you don't expect to find. Right. But it's like, but yeah, I get where you're coming from on the whole podcast thing. Like I, people need to understand that, yeah, we talk about it. People talk about it. It's acknowledging that people talk about it is the problem that most people don't see. Um, like just saying to you, yeah, I believe in ghosts, but I don't have any stories about it. When I came to you and I started talking about it and you started talking about it and you mentioned the mimic and I was like, holy shit, you know, part of my mouth, but holy crap. Yeah. Uh, he knows, he knows what a mimic is. Like I'm not the only one, not the only one that knows what's going on with this thing. They are downright terrifying. Yeah. They are, they will make you, they will make you think someone you know that has passed is still present with you. They will make that person look like a bad person. Like they would make, oh, I died. I'm going to make your life a living hell. Yeah. You know? No, it's not like her, who was it, your grandpa, baby, that smoked cigars? Great grandpa smoked cigars. Yeah. It picked up. You know, it smelled like cigar smoke. I could tell when it was in the room because of the cigar smoke. Yeah. And I've, the comatose state, I've pushed spirits over. You know, yeah. I've pushed them over to the opposite side. Right. These words today. I've seen people and met people that have experienced ghosts, have experienced entities, have experienced negative, positives, you know, good, light, dark, bad. Yeah. It, it will destroy, it will destroy a person. My mom's whole life. take on it is... We weren't meant to mess with it, and it's older than we are. Yep. And that's like, uh, I mean, you could you can look at it that way, but at the same time, you are who you are. You know, mm -hmm. if it wants you to know it's there, it's gonna let you let itself know you're there. You know, and like the guardian angel that my mom deals with, let itself know, hey, I'm here to my wife yeah very early it's like you know, she's going to burn stuff on the altar now 
But it's, it's even she she was even I was telling her about it. She's like, I definitely love it. I have some I have some stories, you know. I definitely have some spooky stories when I was growing up and uh, she's got some cool, crazy spooky stories. She's told me about and when me and her first got together, I told her I was very into it and she's like, Oh, finally I can talk to somebody about it. Yeah. You know? I don't have to hide it. I can talk to somebody. I encourage her to get into again, and I encouraged her to to push forward what she wants to do. Um, that goes back to the the forced religion we talked about earlier. Uh, like I don't, I'm not going to sit here and force her to go to church every Sunday. I'm not going to sit here and force her to uh, not do burn incense in the house or sage the house when you feel a negative presence. I'm not going to sit here and make her do those things. If she wants to do it. She's going to do it. Yeah. She does what she wants to do. If she wants to to cleanse something, she'll cleanse it. If she wants to put something into existence, put something into existence, she does. Hey, she has no ill intent with what she does. Yeah, and a lot of not. She said not yet. And a lot of people, a lot of people look at Wiccan as a bad thing. Oh my yeah. god, witch! My god, the devil! Oh my god, this! And it's not that in actuality. All it is is speaking stuff into existence. Yeah. I talked to another lady that was Wiccan and she was telling me kind of a little bit about the ins and outs a little bit and kind of telling me, you know, the rule of three, the, the Wiccan read and stuff like that and just different, different aspects of it. Um, and I was like, what do you have to say to people that think that you worship the devil? And she was like, uh, that we don't ascribe to the devil as they see it. <laughs> um, I don't believe that she worships the devil. I don't you believe can you can work with it all you want to, but you don't have to worship it. You know, working what? with it and worshiping it is two different things. Um, you can work with a demon to push off a demon. You can work with an angel to push off an another angel. It's yeah. what you intend to do with said being. Like, yeah, I want. To, if I want to use a deity to push off an evil spirit, I'll find said deity that's strong enough to do that and push the evil spirit away. Um, like her deity is Lilith, you know, to succubus. Yeah, a lot of people don't know who Lilith was, and she was a very she's very dark, but she's strong. It's also about, like I said, your intentions. Your intentions have to be known. They have to be good intentions. They can't be negative. The negative, everything comes back karma everything yeah everything was back threefold and it's 10 times worse yeah no she's even saying whatever you put out will come back to you threefold of this negative whether it's good or bad <laughs> i know i was telling you a little bit at the tattoo shop but i've because i'm clear audience i'm able to talk to said deities and stuff like that whenever i reach out to mm -hmm. them um and specific ones that have claimed that they've been with me since childhood I kind of trusted mm -hmm. but then they ended up making like trying to make deals with me and I didn't trust that at all I remember you telling me about that your, your trip from work I remember you telling me about that yeah yeah and those are the ones you gotta watch out for like if if I don't know if you listen to like the, this podcast can you actually like listen to it it's not just us rambling about spooky stuff it's us trying to let you know that hey it exists um it's there and acknowledge it if you acknowledge it prepare for consequences 
yeah prepare for something to happen um so at that point it's like just leave it be if something moves in your kitchen leave it be if you pay no attention to it or attention to it at all it won't mess with you it'll just all right whatever i'll keep doing this and you won't ever pay attention to me the moment you say oh my god what was that it's the that's the moment it'll mess start messing with you no i totally agree with you because whenever uh my family would be out of the house Mm-hmm. that's as soon as it would start messing with me and mm-hmm. like it would throw things off the top of the fridge across the room yeah and then my dogs would go crazy but they wouldn't go crazy in the kitchen they would go to the front window then to the back window then to the front window then to the back window like there was a mm-hmm. person out there but there was no one out there and yeah. they would just that's like be hyping up my fear of like what's going on yeah, that's like your your uh your first one with the girl in the house, you know, like the lights were all on, you know. Yeah, I happened before, and when I started listening to that, I was on the way back from getting stuff for the shop, and my all my hairs were standing up, you know, like all my neck hair was standing up the entire time listening to that. I've experienced it. I've yeah, the experienced that stuff tenfold before, and it is not fun when it's negative it will let you know that hey i'm here to play and you better be ready to throw hands you better be ready to deal with these cards right because you acknowledged me i've got stories upon stories upon stories that we have to fit into multiple podcasts um even she has stories you know it's just like those we could the palm bay house there's so much stuff about the palm bay house i never even like told you about or uh my grandmother's house or my uncle's house before we moved. Like there's this it's just stories upon stories upon stories. Like I've yeah. seen I've seen, heard, smelled anything you could think of. I've 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 felt it, you know. Like you say in your first your first your first vlog, your first chapter, the the pilot pretty much. If you feel something and you know your body's telling you something, back away. Yeah. Don't even don't even try to do something with it because even my wife when if we go to like a, a, a location and she gets a bad vibe bad vibes. bad vibes we go back to the cow video bad vibes bad vibes uh, we go and we're like you know what i'm not comfortable here let's backtrack i don't want to go in you know yeah like if oh if we go to like a hotel or something and it's not paid for yet and we get a bad feeling for it we won't go into it if we get to go by a store that's kind of witchy-ish and negative feelings to it. We won't go into it. If we go to like a crystal store, same thing. We won't, <laughs> we won't go into it. Um, it's just it's all about feelings. You know, if yeah. you feel it. Like I've away. seen I've seen a uh, Caribbean kind of statue of the deity that was trying to make me a deal or whatever that I didn't trust and swear to God, I got the worst feeling whenever I saw it. It was like, it was looking into me and I was like, okay, I can't be around that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of those like, eh. you do a Peter Griffin moment. Eh. No, thank you. I'm good. You yeah. Know. I need to uh, exit stage right real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to gladly take my crap and go home. Yeah. Like I will stay. I'll, I'll leave. You can stay. Don't come with. Yeah. You know, that's like 
uh, Waverly Hill Sanitarium. I've been there for haunted houses before, and you can just feel the energy coming up the driveway to that location. Yeah, you can. You can. And whenever I did the two-hour tour, I would tell everybody that tour is the best for the money because it was like $25 and it was like two hours but it was like at midnight and we did a tour and we got to see all the floors and hear the stories and stuff the only part I didn't like is I wish it would have been longer and not with a crowd because Mm -hmm. all of the people like they did see some stuff but it wasn't as much as like I anticipated you know I mean, I was touched on the back of the collar. Like, I thought somebody was behind me that wanted to see something. And I was like, I was like, oh, and there was nobody there. And I was like, okay, I got touched. That's fine. This is a haunted place. But whenever I was standing there with my arms out in like a crucifix kind of gesture, because that's what they told me to do at the end of the hallway. Yeah, uh, I did see that crawler thing coming across the floor and i was like oh, the crawler <laughs> yeah she, my wife said she would have puked we actually just had some water across the living room just now um yeah. we actually had our the guardian angels walk across the living room into the kitchen oh nice uh, yeah it's, it's he peeks beside the, the the top of the fridge yeah he'll peek over the top of the fridge or peek beside the fridge like what's going on what are you doing because i can yeah. never see that one yeah it's peripheral vision yeah, she sees she sees the shadow like peripheral vision. I'll see him dead on. Like yeah. the other night, what bathroom? Mm-hmm. She's got two mirrors set up right in front of one another. So I heard that was portal. bad. It, it's very it bad. It's a portal, pretty much. That's all it is. Yeah. So I'm sitting here. I'm playing my Xbox, getting this game downloaded, and uh, I see a shadow go from the kitchen into the bathroom. Yeah. And then leave the bathroom. I'm like, yep, yeah, yeah, coming by the bedroom. <laughs> and now it's fine now it's oh, it's all taken care of she smudged it or whatever she did to it but yeah we literally just sat here and she watched LT go into the kitchen and yeah he, or he peeked his head around he his head over, literally over the refrigerator yeah that's just him saying hi what are you doing you're burning something I can smell it mm-hmm. that's all it is yeah it's a chamomile chamomile <laughs> <laughs> tea I'm, I got, I got stories. Maybe next time we can get her and me both involved on the podcast for sure. I think. Oh heck cool. yeah, that would be I've a lot of fun. I've heard stories come to light a little bit because some of the stuff she has told me, it's like, you did what? I'm the only person that's like kind of allowed her to open up, and. Yeah, I'm not forced religion, you know. Like yeah. he, he grew, you grew up with the the Christianity. Yeah. yeah, you grew up with the don't acknowledge it aspect of speaking of spiritual. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> First girl she draws off the uh, her terror decks the devil. Love that. No, like I told you the other day, the guy that showed up at my sister's apartment that had the stuff happening at his apartment. Yeah, uh, I was shuffling my tarot deck and I kept landing on the devil card and it kept freaking him out. And then yeah. when we were alone, I was like, I was like, do you have something to tell me? <laughs> and he yeah. got even more freaked out. <laughs> People think the devil card and the death card are two of the worst cards in the tarot deck. If they're reversed, they're bad. If they're upside down, if they're upside down, eh, nope. You're 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 on your own there, bud. Yeah. But 
if they're produced, it's something trying to say, hey, what do you guys say? Something tell me. You've been doing I something bad. I got the devil right side up, and the tower reversed, and the wheel of fortune. Yeah. So she's doing, she's doing a tarot card right now as we're sitting here on. Oh, this. nice. So it's like, all right, cool. She's got her little altar going, her tarot cards going. So anything I have to say to anybody who listens to this, if if you're, if you want to do Wiccan, if you want to study it, I encourage you to study it, but study it the proper way. Please don't go into black magic. Study it to help people versus hurt people. Um, that's, I mean, and same with the spirits too. If you want to get into spiritual entities, if you want to get into deities and being able to see ghosts, not everyone can see ghosts. You have to be gifted that talent. You have to be gifted that from a long line of history of being able to see them. Yeah. Um, and like people like I don't believe in ghosts. If you say you don't believe in ghosts and actuality, you do believe in something. You believe that there is a spiritual presence there. Just what you want to do. Don't be scared to just say, "Hey, I want to study Wiccan culture. I want to know how to do tarot cards. I want to know how to read runes." Yeah. Don't be don't be scared. But get books. Research it. Learn how to do it. Yeah, your parents may hate you because you're not Christian anymore. Don't. It's it's a way of life nowadays, you know? Yeah. So with that being said, that's all I'm at. I'm just going to say it. You know, if you want to do it, do it. Yeah. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to talk to spirits. Stay away from Ouija boards as much as possible. Yeah. Unless you have somebody that knows what they're doing and has the power to control what's going on, stay away from them. Don't play with them. Right. If you, like, if you see a box full of wax stay away from it you know Heck but, yeah. like i said i encourage people to to move forward with it but do it smartly yeah we've got about like a minute and a half or whatever um but i think this has been a really good like conversation about spirituality and sp- all mm-hmm. the kinds of spooky stuff today oh yeah for sure like i said i've got stories upon stories man so if you ever want to hear more even just to hear them um if i can find those pictures of stuff from saint augustine they're somewhere if i can find them i will send you pictures of them I okay will and send it to you Good it's deal. just so hard. i'd have to i'd have to go through all the boxes in the shed and all right we have a big bin full of uh old pictures from a camera yeah go through that and see if i can find them um I sent you a uh, a picture. Uh, y'all might need to bless that picture after <laughs> you look at it. Uh, oh but that's the one that got unsolicited sent to me. And I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> no, oh, that is creepy. I know. Dude, you can see a figure plain as day in that picture. I know. I don't like it. <laughs> that is cool. Let me see. You see it? Oh, you know what it looks like? It looks like a centaur. Um, no, it looks like toothless. Toothless. I hate What's it. behind the fire? God, that's bone chilling. I know. <laughs> if you also look, if you look at the very bottom too, like right in this area, it's yeah. like a centaur. Like a man with the horse, like the half horse, half man. Yeah. Oh, that makes my stomach turn. All right. What a good conversation. That was really fun. 
Although we did get cut off there at the end when examining that demon picture <laughs> that I'm not going to share to the group. I'm sorry, but it's too freaky. Um, what a fun episode. What uh, We had some great stories and just I hope you guys really enjoyed the spookiness. All right. With that being said, make sure to join us over at the Facebook group at Paranormal Stories, Spooky Shizzes in parentheses, and it's a great way to connect with me and send me any of your spooky stories for later episodes. All right, I'm Chappie, and stay spooky, my friends.